This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then I remembered John. John. Oh, yes, him. He had the good stuff, the very best. Perhaps I should go by his garden, even see him again. But there was no need to convince myself. I was already walking fast and with determination. I headed over there even before I actually remembered about John. There is a space between reality and fantasy. Between light and dark. Between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called Lotus. Bon Appetit. He was not outside this time, but the garden was unlocked. I let myself in. My body shook, waiting in wild anticipation. The craving inside me grew so rapidly, it felt like another entity lived there, another being separate from myself. Perhaps it was. How could I possibly degrade myself to such an extent, crave these plants so much that I could allow these awful things to happen to me? The man in the flower shop, stroking himself feverishly, came into my memory, and I shivered in disgust. I could still see his tongue pushing out of his mouth, his face red and covered in sweat as he moaned quietly. I couldn't do these things to myself. This had to be something else. Whatever was growing inside me, that craving that never let off. If only, I thought as I walked through the garden and touching flowers with my fingertips, if only I could somehow destroy that thing inside me. Suddenly I felt something hard squeeze my arm and I winced in pain. What the hell are you doing here? A voice demanded in half-whisper. It was John. He was pulling me close to the wall by the little shed. I told you to come in the afternoon, didn't I? Do you realize my wife is still inside? She can't find you here. I didn't say anything and just stared back, smiling a little smile. He seemed to calm down. You're a naughty little girl, aren't you? He was starting to breathe heavy and his face turned pink. Well, I will have to punish you for that. His hand went down my spine, carefully, barely there. I could feel its warmth down my back, yet only the tip of his finger stroked me. He put his mouth close to my ear and I could feel his breath, the sour smell filling my nostrils. I will tie you down in this shed until she leaves you, little girl. I will. I didn't let him finish. I turned away sharply and faced him. I want to take all these flowers. I motioned to the gorgeous flower bed beside us. These two, and those over there. For God's sakes, be quiet, you idiot. She'll hear you. Get closer to the wall. He tried to pull me in, but I moved out of his reach. I don't think so. Let me have these flowers, or I'll scream as loud as I can. The man's face turned from pink desire to blind rage. 
He stiffened all at once. Listen, you dirty whore. How dare you? You came here yourself. I didn't drag you. Who... Who do you think you are? I'm going to scream and your wife will hear. I will tell her you tried to rape me. I swear I will. What do you want? Get back by the wall, you fool. But I was out of his reach. He could not touch me. We stared at each other for a few moments, and finally he seemed to calm down a little. I want those flowers, I said calmly. Give them to me, and you will never see me again. Stupid whore. What do you need these for, anyway? I just do. Well, I can't just give them to you, okay? My wife tends to this garden. It's her hobby. She will notice them gone. No. Then I will scream. I made a face as if I was getting ready. But he stopped me at once. I'll give you the flowers and you never show your face here again. Got it? I don't know what your deal is, but you better leave and never come back. He stepped out onto the little path and headed for the back door, his pace fast as if running. Take your flowers and leave. You have two minutes. If you're still out here, I'll call the police. You hear me? I'll call the police. Then he was gone. I headed towards the flower bed, ripping up the most delicious-looking flowers, all fresh and beautifully arranged in neat little rows. Then I ran to the bushes and ripped up everything that looked good, my arms shaking and my body buzzing, my hands raw from all the pulling. I was done and running down the little garden path, picturing John's wife coming out onto a path any moment now, screaming when she saw me, trying to stop me, and even worse, trying to take the flowers away from me. Only then did I realize how inappropriate this whole thing would look. I raced into the street and down the alley where I figured nobody would see me. I crouched down, spreading all the beautiful flowers in front of me neatly, studying them. Not bad at all. The many colors spread before me like a rug, and I could smell the different delicious smells mixing gently. I started separating them carefully, thinking of the order in which to eat them, my stomach buzzing gently in my body, the craving in me turning ravenous. Dahlias and freesias, peonies and some other flower that looked like a ball of petals, something I've never seen before but was excited to try. Then I saw one more. Just a single stem. I didn't mean to grab it, but I must have accidentally picked it while rushing in the garden. It was a foxglove. Hard to miss, especially since I saw it earlier that day on my computer screen. I put the flower near my face, examining it up close now. Foxglove, also known as digitalis, a beautiful tall plant, easily recognizable by the large, long blooms with bell-shaped flowers. The flowers hang off it in neat rows, their colors bright and vivid, full of life. I put my finger on one of the petals, squeezing it. I wonder what that tastes like. But of course I couldn't eat it. I would die. I knew I had to stop my flower addiction, so at that moment it seemed like a great idea to keep it, as a morbid reminder of where I can end up if I don't take care of myself. So I picked up my flowers, feeling their weight in my arms, and walked home carrying the giant bouquet, my body vibrating with the rush, anticipating the moment that was about to come. I walked fast, picturing myself eating each plant, the delicate petals on my tongue. A feeling of pleasure went through my body, and I almost moaned as I walked on in a hurry.
Back in my apartment, I separated the foxglove stem from the rest and put it in water on my table. I sat there looking at it, admiring its beauty. I would never eat it, no matter how much I wanted to taste it. What a delicacy it was for me. I wanted to have it there, to be reminded of how lethal my addiction really was. Tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow I would go to my doctor. I would tell her everything. Tomorrow I would take care of this ugly obsession, get my life back, move on. But today... Today I wanted to have one last evening of pure pleasure. The evening of forgetting myself and everything that life threw my way. The evening of falling into thin air and floating, not a worry on my mind. I stared at the foxglove, alone in its vase, my mouth watering, and made plans to change and get better. All I needed was this one more moment, one more time, and then I would change everything. Stop this for good. I went into the bedroom and spread the flowers in front of me on my bed. I have never had this many all at once. The excitement went through me, paralyzing me with anticipation of pleasure. My every cell was yearning for the release I was about to get. Oh, yes, I thought, that is what I need, what I always needed. I put the first flower to my lips and bit into its decadent petal, the excitement and the rush really getting unbearable now. I knew this feeling. I had it before. It was this very feeling I chased after again and again, day after day. This feeling was so powerful, I forgot everything about myself just to experience it again and again. I could never grow tired of this feeling. Oh, how I wanted to lose myself in it forever. But I could not. Tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. I was putting flowers into my mouth quickly. Handfuls of petals, a colorful mix. Flowers, something that made so many people smile, enjoy their beauty. For me, it was a horrible torture, something I loved and hated simultaneously. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, I would get well, but today, I had to have the feeling. One last time, I needed to have it. I floated. I went up and up towards the sky, touching the clouds with my face, smiling as they caressed my skin. I could stay here forever. I really could. Then I thought of tomorrow and what I had to do, and a weight was on me. I was going down now, falling. My arm reached over and put another flower in my mouth, and my body would float up again, the weight having lifted. I was back to where I needed to be. Every flower had its own taste, so delightful and refreshing, such a combination of rich flavors. If only real life could taste this way, if only. But tomorrow. I was out for a while, because I was gone. I drifted into another world again. When I woke up, it was late morning, and I was no longer floating. In fact, my limbs were heavy, my breathing labored. It may as well be, since I was going to have to stop this obsession, although every fiber in my body screamed against it. But I had to. I tried to sit up, but it was hard with my limbs suddenly so very heavy. My heart jumped and labored on as if struggling. I fell back against my pillow, confused. Why did I feel so strange unexpectedly? I turned my head towards the table where the foxglove was, only to see it missing, the vase standing empty. 
A sudden shock went through my body. Could I have done it? No, I never would. Of course not. I turned my head, looking at the stems all around me. And there it was. The foxglove stem, laying within reach. The flowers gone. How did this happen? I was so desperate to keep floating, to keep the weight off of me, I must have accidentally eaten it. I stared at my ceiling, horrified, the crack I used to watch so intensely in my insomnia getting more prominent, growing. Only it wasn't actually growing. It was the darkness coming over me, swallowing me. I tried to sit up again, my arms searching for my phone in vain. It was not within reach, and I was getting weaker now. Then the convulsions came. My body curved and shuddered as if trying to tie itself into a knot, my head snapping back with force. No, no, it was all wrong. How could I eat that flower when I specifically meant to keep it from the rest and away from me? I did not want to die. Not now. How could I do it? But it was too late. The darkness was getting really bad now, the light slowly disappearing as if squeezed out of me. I looked back in desperation, my breathing getting really labored now. All I saw was a giant pot, the one Daniel gave me. Only recently there was a beautiful lotus plant in there, the flowers floating on water gently, calm and beautiful. It felt like another world altogether, another life happening to another person and not me. Who was that woman who smiled at Daniel so sincerely? She who loved his smile, wanted to kiss his face. The woman who had things she wanted to do, had a purpose in life, had passions and fears and hopes. I miss that woman. She was gone a long time ago, vanished in a garden with the most beautiful flowers surrounding her. I could see her now. She was smiling and content, holding a giant lotus flower to her body, her mind at peace. I closed my eyes. I was finally content, too. Here I lie now, thinking back to what happened in my life in order to bring me here, remembering the look on his face as he handed me the beautiful flower in a giant pot and all the great moments we would share together, but never would. And the darkness around me is getting thicker, and it will be any time now. Any time. Thank you for listening to Lotus, a cross-based media production of a Pi Rational story. Narrated by Gabra Zachman. My name is Neil Helligers, and mine is the voice you'll hear in season two titled The Bathtub. And remember, insanity is a virtue. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.